Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. We're here doing it once again. Vince, give him a shout out. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, no, just a little inside joke here. We were talking off mic and uh, we got way off subject. And yeah, we did. It, it just turns into like a roast. <laughs> it, it is. But, but we roast ourselves, yeah, just so you know. Yeah, you know yeah, it's, we do. And those closest to us. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good time. We wish you could join. Maybe maybe they should join us. Yeah, they should. They yeah. should come and join us. I, I think we should do another podcast like that. Yeah, but it, it starts off as a podcast and ends up as two drunk guys in the bar talking smack. <laughs> That's right. But on this podcast, we're going to talk about Sasquatch yep. once again. Right, right. Now, uh, <clears throat> we're going to revisit. Uh, my brother was telling me about a documentary. He watched it. And, and uh, I haven't seen this one yet, but I've seen a similar one. He was talking about the pheromones. Right. I was talking about. Uh, so we, I'm sorry, I'm getting the mix right so i was telling them earlier in the day i was watching uh a, a, of course a youtube video because youtube you you have good content and uh it was from small town monsters it was in utah and it was uh i think it was called the uh, sasquatch valley and they went through moab utah and up to a forest area and then they started their expedition right and, of course, they heard some sounds, which me and my brother hear sounds, so I'm not going to say they're lying because when we go out there, we hear sounds. But I noticed one thing. They were saying, well, let's try and draw the squatch in closer. They used what was called squatch pheromone, right? Kind of like, you know, male, female hormones. The male smells that he comes in and blah, 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 that kind. That kind of science. But I noticed on the jar it said Sasquatch hormones. Yeah. And uh, that that's what uh, we had a problem with. We're like, wait a right. minute. You know, we don't have a, a Sasquatch in captivity. Uh, how, how, do, how do they know what Sasquatch pheromones, what they smell like, what they contain? Um, now, they did a similar thing right. on Expedition Bigfoot where they released the ape pheromones with the drone. Right. But they said... Ape pheromone. Right, right. They said ape. Now, and our problem was labeling it Bigfoot pheromones because, you know, where do they get it? You know, come on. Let's be honest here. You well, know, it's it's little things like that that you notice, and uh, it kind of discredits the whole community. It does. And it's like you put these little subtle subconscious signs or words in there that... If you don't look close or you haven't watched it 20 times, you won't catch. Right. Because if you watch it one time, too, you're like, oh, this was great. But subconsciously, they're feeding you little 
words and suggestions so that you're like, oh, yeah, that is Sasquatch pheromone. And, and but like, yeah. like I said, we don't know. No one has a Sasquatch. And, you know, that's that that leads to another thing I don't like. You know, there are a lot of good documentaries, but right. uh, they kind of groom the people because like the new sightings and stuff, you hear them talk about their sightings and they're groomed to use certain keywords uh, describe the the beast in certain ways, right. and like they'll they'll mention the gate. I mean, they're they're groomed because Sasquatch Gate, you know, talks about how they walk. Right. But if they weren't watching and doing research, they would just say, "Oh, his stride or the way he was walking." Right, and I think we talked about one of these off camera. Right, and well, let's share with them what it is so that they can make a decision for themselves. So my brother's referencing a video that was taken. It was it in Russia. Right, Russia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe, yeah, Russia. In, in Russia, and it's posted on one of the Bigfoot sites, you know, the research sites. So this creature, uh, why don't you tell them what it is? <clears throat> well, uh, it's supposedly in the in the video, it's a father <clears throat> and a son. They're out on a hunting trip. It's uh, It looks like springtime in Russia because they're in the forest. Everything's green. And uh, you could hear them both. They kind of get startled in their filming this uh ape-like creature and it's it's moving through the forest moving tree to tree but it's uh it's hopping now the creature looks big um you you can't really get a scale but just going by what the trees look like and you know a a full-grown pine tree they get pretty big and just going using that to gauge it it looks like a big creature but it's hopping sideways and uh, we're talking uh i don't think i've ever heard any encounter of a Bigfoot displaying that kind of activity. No, and, and you're right. And we did talk about that. I mean, and I pointed out to my brother that, you know, we, we're used to hearing about when people track them, kind of like a bear foot over foot, but the strides are so long. It can't be a bear where as a bear is short and husky, it steps in its own steps. Right. But these strides are like sometimes, some have been five feet strides. Now that's like your stride is like they say you're, your arms bend down and touch the floor, and that's your wingspan, so your legs stride. So five feet, that means that that creature's got to be at least eight to ten feet to step right. that, that, that big. And that's just, just, it's crazy. But like we were talking about the pheromones and all that, I, I, I don't know. Right, and uh, <clears throat> we talked about this too just when we got on the pheromone subject like all these conferences where they have these speakers come in and uh, they're so-called Bigfoots uh, uh, experts. How, how did they become an expert? Uh, a lot of these people, they've done some good research. They have good uh, theories, but a lot of these people never even had a sighting. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, let me just bring this man back into the picture. That's one thing that David Pilates in his uh Bigfoot School series he's got going on YouTube has stated, and he said, you know, um, he uses himself as an example, and he says, I do this, but I study the subject, and I study it intently, but I can't tell you I've ever seen one. So my witnessing to you as a cider, one who's seen one, I can't do that. I can just go on my research and what's out there theoretically. Right. But these guys build themselves as a Bigfoot expert where, I mean, to me, an expert, you're, you've lived amongst them. You've studied them. Well, that's, let's, let's mention 
maybe they're the Jane ones getting, Goodall again. Yeah, maybe they're the ones getting the pheromones. They're milking the Susquehanna. Right. I, I mean, we talked about Jane Goodall. How you know her career was getting her whole lifespan was learning how to acclimate and integrate with the gorillas right. that she discovered in the mountains, and she took her whole twenty years to do that. Yeah. Her research is invaluable. So for someone to say they're a Squatch expert, did you do the same? Right. No, I don't think so. You saw them twice, and now you're an expert. Or, and, and, you know, even uh, <clears throat> people who have had sightings, more than one sighting is right. extremely rare, extremely. And we're not saying we're experts, but we're just pointing out the fact that everyone's out there saying, I'm an expert, I'm an expert. Right. And even some of these shows that have credible witnesses, we give you that. That's what we want here because we have credible witnesses that call in and talk to us. Right, right. So it's more of that and less of the theory. Right. And and even when, uh, <clears throat> like, we're out in the mountains, we have our own experience. Uh, we hear something, something's thrown at us. Right. We, we can't say 100% that was a Sasquatch. No. But, you know, we try to figure out, debunk, and, you know, a lot of times the signs point to that, but... Still, we, we cannot say without the shadow of a doubt. But we do ask the one question. We say, did you hear that? Yeah, I right. did. And what do you think it was? Right. And then we we deduct the reasoning from there saying, okay, like when we heard the bottle, the doop, 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 that was a bottle. Right. We said, okay, it's just me and you back here, and we know that. Who or what type of animal in this forest can throw a bottle? And, and that far, because it sounded like it came from the top of the ridge. So, and that's how we began deducting well, bears can do it, coyotes can do it, mountain lions can do it, deer can do it, elk can do it. The, the only animal that could probably really even pick up a bottle might be a squirrel. But to throw it, I don't think so. Not A squirrel cannot pick up a regular beer bottle. Well... It depends on how thirsty he is. Or how much cocaine they've done. Like cocaine bear. Yeah, no, but a, a, a squirrel could at least move it. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, it, not, but not like what we But heard. hold on. What we heard was not just a move. Uh, you know when a bottle rolls on gravel, you hear it. But what we heard was a bottle thrown and thrown in such a manner that it skipped like a rock because it made that skip sound like doop, doop, doop. Yeah, yeah. And... um I don't want to brag here, but we go out and we we've we hear a lot of stuff. We do. It, it seems like we catch more activity than a lot of these documentaries. I mean, but Vince, like like uh, we we go where we don't have cell service, right? We 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 go in there. We're we're not twenty miles in there because we don't have to be because we're already up in the mountains, and we go to places that aren't really heavily trafficked. Right, right. What I'm saying is uh, if we had better equipment, we could probably put out better documentaries. Well, I anyone want to donate? Right. <laughs> anyway, no. Don't I say that. I, They'll send us the Polaroid camera. Right. And the old tape recorders. I, no, no, that, that's, that's why I told you, you know, I said, me and you should really take, like, my GoPro and maybe my phone and and we'll shoot some footage and do our own documentary and well i think we could do it yeah but you guys uh, heard that first here right but before we do that we need to gather some uh evidence of our own well we could do an ad or a town hall well i i i have those recordings still that i recorded that first night and yeah. then 
the week after when we went and we heard the tree snap and I know, but if we're gonna go up to the Hamas, it it wouldn't take much to do a little town hall in Hamas Springs. Right. And and put it out in the paper statewide saying we're gonna have this little shindig and if anyone has a story, come tell them. Right, and I believe they will come out because uh we went to the Bigfoot Festival. We did, the first it, one held out there. And it's a shame that they only had the one. I know, Bigfoot Blues and Brews. Yeah, but uh they had a good turnout. And it was and and I really Thought they would have done a second year, but they didn't. And uh, uh, I don't know. They did good. The food sold out. I mean, they had a good turnout. I don't know it why was, they didn't do another one. There were good stories there, uh, good turnout. And it, I did think it was going to go another year, but for some reason it didn't. So I think we should revive it. Right. Well, one of the organizers was uh, the professor from the UNM Gallup campus, yep. and he got a... He caught a lot of fire for taking his class on an expedition. He, he did, and we talked about that. Um, but, hey, what can you do, you know? Yep, yep. I know. Uh, anyway, back to the topic of Sasquatch. We were talking about the pheromones, and, you know, on on on, on the flip side, I'm thinking, you know, what if they do hang... It, pheromones throughout the forest would it do you think it would really attract something if it does it it might be just out of curiosity maybe not like a, a pheromones really supposed to work well they like to get their sex drive going well, or that's that's what they say it attracts them because it's like a female or a male right know. right but uh <coughs> i mean um, it's it an ape we, we don't know enough about the sasquatch to know what it really is and to have eight pheromones, that's a whole different species. I mean, they could put eight pheromones in the city and it would do nothing for us. We'd right. just be like, what the hell is that? And you're like, that, what, what is that? And that's why I say if it did draw them in, it'd be more curiosity rather than uh, to get them going, you know. Well, and, and that's where I'm getting at when, like, we, they had a, that little canister that said squatch pheromones. Yeah. I'm like, no. Are they truly squatch pheromones? But like you just said... Even in the forest, if there's no apes, it's not going to do anything. Right, right. And um, <clears throat> like they did that on Expedition Bigfoot with the drones. Uh, they had a call or something, but I don't believe they had the results that they wanted for for spraying as much as they did. Right. Because it was a different species, you know. Right. Let me ask you this. Since they put out Sasquatch pheromone, ape pheromone, and they really don't get a reaction... What if they hung human pheromone? Like a, a human female? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but if I was in the forest and I smelled, I don't know what a human pheromones would smell like, maybe a perfume and margaritas. <laughs> I'd be, oh. No. <laughs> hey, don't take a bath in two days. Don't put on deodorant and lift up your arm. Oh, oh, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's human pheromone. But can you, have we done that? Maybe they don't attract to that. Maybe they attract to, because everyone says, oh, they're so human. Maybe they attract to our pheromone. That's why in cultures, especially Native American, they stole the women. Right. The pheromone attracted them, and they're like, I got to have this little squaw. Right. Now, was it the pheromone or the fry bread? Mmm. <laughs> Damn it. Yep. You hit the sweet spot. But yeah. see, there we go again with a, a different species because they right. say that they're so human-like that maybe a human pheromone would attract them. But That's... 
our DNA is 99% similar to chimps. Right. But would a chimp pheromone do anything for us? Probably not. But here's what I'm saying. Even though it's they're like, it's 99, I'm like, but it's not 100%. Even that 1% matters. It does. Right. And that's why I'm saying maybe a human pheromone wouldn't attract a squatch either. Uh, but if, there's, if they're 99.9, I think a human pheromone would. Well, see, that, that's just it. We don't know enough about that's them. That's why I said, why do you think I'm suggesting it? I'm and, I, and I don't think they're that close to human because I want to say they're smarter because they stay away from us. Well, and, and um, I, I know people are going to say, you're, you're stupid. That's a stupid idea. I'm like, was it when they put their Sasquatch or ape pheromones up there? Was it that stupid? No, because in your mind, you're thinking it's an ape because they say it's an ape. What if it tends to be more on the human side that would draw it in or what if these people are right they say it's connected with aliens it's interdimensional right something totally different but my my theory is we tried that let's try the opposite the male side. right and if it brings it in holy shit yeah okay if it don't all right then alien and if all else fails burn a little bit of chokeweed Chokeweed, dude. Yeah. Because you know what? Well, you know what? Burn some chokeweed before you listen to this. Yeah. No, but you know what? Pheromones, I don't know how you might have to have a more sensitive uh, smell. Right. But uh, that chokeweed, you could be nose blind and you could still smile <laughs> that from miles away. Yeah, you can. Chokeweed, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, I got to give them kudos for trying, but. Our, our, our problem with that was we want, like, the alcohol industry, truth and labeling. <laughs> right? Or now and the even they lie. Industry, even yeah. they lie. Yeah. But you know what? I, I do think about that. I'm like, we, we're always trying this, this way, this way, this way, right? What would it hurt to try going the other way? Because I'm like, and, and, and I'll take it even as far as, because you said you feel that, your encounter happened because you had your young girls around you. Right. What if we even did like that scent? I'm saying we start with human adults. No. And let's start using the younger scent. See if that's what truly oh. draws them in. Okay. Or else here's another idea, you know, just throwing ideas out there. How about dog? Because right. when you smell them, what do they smell like? Wet dog. Well, go. the whiff that came through our camp and it was brief. Like passing through. Yeah. It was real quick, like, because you're like, oh, you smell that? I'm like, smell what? And then like two seconds later, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. But uh, I've heard other people when they smell it, they, uh, some people say, oh, rotting flesh, this and that. But a lot of them say wet dog. It smelled like a stinky dog to me. Yeah. Like, like stink. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you just stink, motherfucker. Take yeah, a bath. And it, it could all depend like... Uh, like in the Hamas, there's a lot of rivers, there's water everywhere. There's water, yeah. So they could be in the water, so where they don't smell like the rotted meat, but wet dog. Right, and and that's what it smelled. It smelled like wet dog. Yeah. It did. But yet, we had no dogs up there. Right, right. Oh, you, didn't, you haven't seen my ex-wife, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> well, stay silent. <laughs> yeah, but no, just different things to try. Uh Right? No, I get it. But but I, I think you're right about the kids with me. Now, was it the pheromone or was it just the sound of them? Because you know how 
kids they're always laughing and you know they uh, they laugh too loud and whatever okay. it could have been curiosity that brought them in when they heard the the girls well then here you go again i suggested the scent you were there and you're like maybe it was this so that's another experiment that could go down the chain right you now the reason i i uh, offered up that idea was i heard a uh, cliff barockman talking about uh the Sasquatch sense of smell. Right. Now, it's all theory, but he, he's got a, a lot of, uh, him and uh, Dr. Meldrum, they got a lot of knowledge with not only Sasquatch, but just animals in general. Right. So they were talking about, and we've talked about this too, like maybe if you have a gun, maybe the Sasquatch could smell the gunpowder, they stay away. Yeah, we, we've But we've their that. theory is that the Sasquatch, they probably have a better sense of smell than us as humans. I'm sure. But not as good as we think, like a dog or a bear. Right. Because a dog and a bear have the longer snouts, so they have more s sensors, which allow them to have a more sensitive smell. Of smell, of and course. And Sasquatch don't have that. They have flat, nose flat like noses. Flat so noses. Flat and wide from right. what we have. So theirs might be better than ours, but maybe not as good as like the other animals in the forest and, and I, I do think even though they have a smaller nose it's wider maybe that allows for right but nothing like the like a dog no no or, no but uh, but then again that might be where uh their sight makes up but but on on the other defense i'm not saying that they should have a smell like a dog when i say we use these tests as male female because if we could smell it they can right you know, as, as we say in Spanish, a cabron tus sovajos. I smell your underarms because yeah. you haven't bathed in two days. Yep. If I could smell it and their smells as good as ours, or I think it has to be a little bit better. Right. Because they're in that environment. Right. And let's say they could do 200 feet. 200 feet, like from tree, that comes down and they smell it. They're like, ah. Right. But yeah. I. I think it's like any other creature. If you could get downwind, they're not going to smell you. Or I, that's just, but I don't I, care. Yeah, you're right. But I, I think all their senses make up for the other uh, shortcomings. Like, I'm sure they do have good sense of smell. I'm sure. But I'm sure a lot of it is their vision, too, especially at night. No. Well, that's a good theory that I buy into because people say they, they're here at night. I saw them and they're gone. I mean, we'd stumble and fall because especially in that darkness, they have to be able to penetrate and visually see the blue spectrum. Right. And I believe they do. Right. And uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the stories you hear about Sasquatch coming into camp, it's usually late at night when the fire dies down. And if you have sensitive night vision, a roaring fire is going to hurt your eyes. Yeah, you're going to be like, whoa. What Just like uh, I, I, I watch a show about Navy SEALs and one of their tactics, they're trying to sneak by another uh, another attack force and they had their night vision, so they deployed flares and that temporarily blinded them so they were able to sneak by. Right. So same principle, you know. It is. Th they have great vision as long as there's not too much light. Maybe we need to stop burning them fucking infernos because we do. We burn infernos. Yeah, we do. We do, but... Uh, <coughs> Most of it's because it's always freaking cold up there, even in the middle of the summer. No shit. It does get cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've always talked about it, uh, and others have said it, going dark is the best. Yeah, it is. It is. And we've done that. I mean, we've done that. Go back to our late night with Larry. 
Uh, we we did several dark. Um, or that day we took our brother out there, we were totally dark. We had a lantern, yes. but it, it was turned off. And when that hit hit the truck, we were totally dark. Uh, yeah, we were podcasting totally in the dark, but that was so cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a good trip. That was a. But good most trip. of the trips are good, but. I think that's the closest they've ever came. I think that was a very good trip because we took our older brother and he was probably saying, I'm going to go hang out with them. They they love their little excursions. But it was cool that he, you know, he he had his experience. Yeah, and on the way back, he was pretty quiet because I think uh, uh-huh. he, he got something he didn't expect. He was. He didn't see. I'm sure his mind was open to, oh, yeah, there's there's always a possibility. No, no, but I... I, I I think he was thinking a lot because it was crazy. We're all in the truck and then just pow, three of us, the only three out there in the truck podcasting and in the darkness. And then my truck just went like just bumped it. We went out there. We saw what we saw and he was he was quiet yeah. all night. Yep. There was a handprint on this on the bed of the truck. And. We had a double whammy. He got to see an object in the so- in the sky, zoom, zigzag, and zoom off. And I said, now tell me what kind of plane could do that? What satellite does that? What star does that? No. Everything we do has to have control and form. Right. Satellites going around the earth, whatever we do. Our technology can't do a 5G zigzag two, three Gs, five G, and then zoom off. That we know of. That we know of. And I say five G because it happened like that and gone. And I'm like, uh uh-uh. Yeah. Now, have have you seen those memes like on social media? It says something and it says, change my mind. It has them sitting there. Yeah. Now I'm going to make one. It says Bigfoot is not interdimensional. Change my mind. Change my mind. Right. No, he... We've talked about this too, but I do believe this creature is flesh and blood. Of It's a terrestrial creature. I don't believe it's extraterrestrial. I believe it's terrestrial. One of the things that uh, I was watching earlier and they were discussing, and I tend to agree with them, is everyone says if there's such thing as a Sasquatch, where's the bones, where's the hair, where's the flesh, where's the skin, where is it? He brought up a good point, and he said, look, We've been asking this same question for thousands of years because there was once a creature, the tallest ape that roamed the planet called Gigantopithecus. And he said they were interacting with early humanoids at that time, which are early humans, and they roamed the earth with all the other creatures, but they were the king. They were the King Kong of that era. And we know that because we found... Several bones, not many, several, but yet there were many of them right. out there. So then if we can't find their bones, we were lucky to find the ones we found. And in China, what makes you think that we're going to find their bones? Right. The only reason we find human bones is because we set them in set places where we could dig them up, where we preserve them. For what reason? Right. I don't know. And, and you know, as well as I do out in the forest, uh, the the forest will reclaim a body quick, 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 and and I've this is just my theory that this has something to do with it. Like if a a bear dies or right. a, a deer, they're 
there's going to be almost nothing left in a year. No, and, and but I agree. Look, okay, uh, humans, on the other hand, right. we eat so much preservatives, it's harder for nature to break us down. It is. But here's the other thing, too. Put our bones in the ground. Stop. Don't, don't embalm us and watch how quick. They dig people up after 40 years because they've been embalmed and they're still bone and everything. I'm like, why are you preserving that? Right. Why? Let the earth take it back. If you bury a person 10 years later, you're not going to find that person. Especially if that person's in contact with the dirt. Right. It's gone. Yeah. Now, I've thought about this, and, you know, when my time comes, I'm not sure if I want to be cremated because... I mean, let's let's be honest. If you now, this is just me. You're wasting property by getting a burial plot. You are real estate, but I don't know if I want to be cremated, or you could uh, tie me to the bumper and just drag me around till there's <laughs> nothing left, like on that vacation movie, The Dog. <laughs> <laughs> the choice is his. Uh, he's giving you also the choice as well. I know what I want to happen to me. Guys, watch Cheech and Chong up and smoke, all right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm just kidding. And you know, the funny thing is, if somebody smokes you, they won't have to add nothing to it. Oh. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, you know, tonight, that's what we wanted to share with you. You guys have some thoughts, some feedback, or suggestions? Yeah. Let us know what you think about these so-called experts and yeah. what is your take on this? That's right. So at the end of this video, look out for the email. That's how you get in touch with us. Yeah. Till next time. And if you want to buy a spot, you could take turns dragging me around. You can. <laughs> you can. Next time. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.